0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of Talking Toast with your girl Chanel. Tonight's episode is going to be about trust and intimacy, a topic that's just seemingly so taboo to talk about in the sense of no one wants to really dive deep. We always touch bases on the physical intimacy, but we never touch bases on the other three that seems so elusive. People don't know how to navigate through intimacy and trust and people definitely don't understand it. So sit back, get comfortable, grab your wine, your juice, your water, and let's dive deep into trust and intimacy. Thank you all again so much for coming in and listening to another episode of Talking Toast with me tonight. This topic that I really wanna talk about is near and dear to me, because as you all know, I am walking through a divorce and going through this new journey that let me just tell y'all is so beautiful right now. And trust and intimacy I realized was a really big thing as well in my marriage and something that we simply did not know how to navigate through, um, as issues arose and, um, didn't know how to combat them. Um, I (sighs) did some homework on this trust and intimacy thing, right? And I am like, really, uh, just kind of, taken back by how much I didn't really understand, um, in regards to trust and intimacy. Um, my soon to be ex-husband or this non-existent marriage and not to sound like so super nonchalant about it. Um, but I, I, uh, I do care. I do care because I've spent 10 years with this person and it's not that I don't, it's just our situation just is what it is at this point. So I don't want to come across as if I don't care, um, but it's just that I've taken a lot of time to do healing, a lot of time to do some soul searching. And I'm as I mentioned before, I've been sitting in my shit to recognize where I went wrong, to recognizing where I can do better, I can continue to grow. So that I could um, also police where I am now, that I am able to even sit here and share my story with you all. And just Navigate through the things that, again, I struggled with in my marriage and trust and intimacy was really one of the biggest things. Uh, there were things that he showed me that he was going to continue to do despite what I asked or despite what I cried or begged or pleaded. It He just was going to continue to do them. And I could no longer accept that. Because of that, it affected our intimacy and intimacy is not just physical. It's spiritual, it's mental, it's um, of course physical as everybody knows. It's emotional and in all of those emotional, spiritual, and mental intimacies, we put those on a back burner For the physical first, when we need to dive into the latter three first, and then the physical last. But as humans, our emotions take over, right? And we become infatuated, and we are falling into a place of lust, and we tap into the physical before we even get the opportunity to really dive deep into the others. Having a relationship... Or being in one a marriage or anything it can be broken so easily when the other intimacies aren't a part of the foundational piece personally I don't trust easily and that's something I'm working on but once I trust you I tell you don't break it because once you do you run into a situation where you might not ever get that trust back. And I'm going to begin to question all of your motives, all of your moves. I'm going to be co- begin to question everything that you say. And that's a horrible way to live. However, people's actions show you their patterns, people's actions show you who they are. And even if you communicate with them and they say to you, Oh, I'm going to do better, I'm going to you know, I'm going to work on it, I'm going to do better. I still have to pay attention to their actions. And ultimately, you should too, because the reality is what it's going to be, they're going to show you whether they genuinely are willing to change, or if they're just going to continue to do what they're going to continue or what they've been doing. Trusting is being able to rely on another person. Because you feel like you can be safe with them. You feel as if they are going to have your back, that you have confidence in them and they're not going to hurt you or violate you. And again, in any relationship, this too is a foundational piece. It allows you to be vulnerable with that person. It allows you to open up without having to feel like you have to... Uh, protect yourself or be defensive and in any case this is not just speaking for a wimp a woman men can have trust issues too and sometimes the trust issues can start with their relationship with their mom. Women trust issues can start with their dad or uncles or first loves or cut male cousins. You know, we don't know a person's story or situation as to why they have trust issues, but they do. Now, I will say this. Trust is something that if you know that you don't trust men for whatever reason, it is. You need to work on whatever those trust issues are before you get into a relationship because it can progress. And as women or men get into relationships, it can continue to rear its ugly head. And you'll keep blaming the other person in totality for your trust issues when your trust issues run deeper than the person that you're dealing with. And the fact of the matter is, is if we don't deal with those issues that we have, it can cause you to bleed onto the person who didn't strike that first cut. It can cause you to bleed onto the person who didn't, you know, like continuously create the monster. They added to it, but they didn't create what's there in you at that moment. I know for me, I walked into my marriage having some trust issues and I did my best to work on them. And I did do my best to work on it while I was in my marriage with P. However, as I tried to trust P, what he showed me was that He was going to continue to do him, like I said, and all that I saw prior to the marriage was really a facade. I mean, you know, I I go in and I say these things and then on the flip side, I'm like, yo, he's a really good person. Like he has a great heart, right? I just realized that P needed to grow up. There were things that he needed to grow up in different areas and it didn't say like he's a bad person because he's not he's genuinely a good guy I just again think that he needs to grow up I think there's some places and spaces that he's stuck in within himself and I think there's some healing that needs to be done I watched my relationship start to crumble before my face and it was a very discouraging and a part of that was because of the things that he was doing, the fact that I was in love with his potential and the fact that I had fear of letting go because I was like, what am I going to do after this? How am I going to survive after this? What really threw me for a loop was me really taking the time to sit back and reflect on the fact that I myself was using the words, oh, your actions need to match your words, your actions need to match your words. And I would say certain stuff and my own actions weren't matching my words. And then I was being mad at him for the exact same thing, right? And so I was like, okay, Chanel, you can't continue to throw out there That his actions need to match his words when my actions weren't backing up my words. And the fact that I kept saying, look, I don't trust you. And he kept showing me that he really didn't care whether I did or I didn't was like, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. You're showing me that I can't trust you. And no matter how much I would communicate him about the levels of disrespect that I didn't like, about the things that I would find or... Things that's deemed to be okay or he deemed to be okay in a marriage was like slick out of pocket, out of pocket, a hundred percent inappropriate conversations, inappropriate actions with other females. And I just, I became over it and it became just way too much to a point where I was like, okay, this is not going to stop. And you're going to continue to do what you want to do. And you're going to continue to show me that you really don't care because it's really all about you. And you're going to continue to do it how you want to do it. And you're not going to, I felt like at this point, you know what, you're not going to be able to do it with me any longer. I have dealt with, put up and fought through I shadow box for a lot of our relationship, just trying to get us to a good place. But a person can only stand in a ring for so long and shadow box by themselves before their arms get tired, before the body gets weak, the mind gets weary, the spirit is just like feeling deflated. We was no longer in a place um, that I felt was a marriage. And I was no longer in a place, again, that I was going to continue to accept the bullshit. Like, it just wasn't going to work. And I definitely was not going to continue to be treated less than what I deserve. Because I had found myself. I found my value. And my value wasn't in him. or in, And it wasn't in the marriage. I always had the value. It was that I had internalized feelings that came from... Previous situations, previous relationships, and even in this marriage and my first marriage that had me feeling like this was all that I deserved. And when I sat back and realized, like, I'm not perfect because I'm human, and no human walking the earth's surface is perfect, but I know what I bring to the table. I know what I offer. I know who I am at the core. I know my values. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. I know. All of me, I love all of me. I share all of me in the sense of I will love you to the end of time. I love love, period. But you're just not going to disrespect me. And I really was just like, if this is all that he has to offer right now, because this is what it is that he keeps doing, then I have to get off of this boat. I stopped having physical intimacy with him so that I didn't keep our soul ties connected and was trying to work on the emotional the mental the spiritual and you know what I think that we don't tap in enough enough that there is a financial uh intimacy that needs to happen. Like both parties need to be on the same page in regards to money. How and have that conversation of how they value money and be able to trust that hey if we have this joint account and I put this money in the account that you're going to do what it is that needs to be done or you're not gonna touch it and use it on whatever it is that you want and have the mentality, oh I'll just put it back. Because you might not be in a position to put it back. One day can change the trajectory of your entire life. So again, I stopped having the physical intimacy. Because again, I believe in the transfer of energy. I believe in the exchange of soul ties. And I needed to subtract that to see where we really are. My pastor once said that intimacy is in to me, you see. And I realized without the physical, he and I really had nothing. We didn't even have basic conversations. There was some laughter. The house just wasn't dead on dead, but we could be in the same house for hours and not have one conversation. It could be a question asked, or it could be. Hey, um, I'm just reminding you of ABC XYZ, but to really sit down, have a conversation, talk about some stuff, whether it was current events or what the kids were doing or in his weekend plans or my weekend plans or whatever, it was null and void. A part of that was me though. Um, because I, I had just shut down. I was mentally already checked out. And it was really just waiting for the physical to follow behind. I was financially checked out. I was emotionally checked out. It was really just navigating myself through the situation to physically, you know, again, get out of the relationship. And the biggest thing that I noticed, again, like I said, we get into relationships or situations where sex is the first thing that we tap into, because we want to feel that intimate connection with a person. Mm-hmm. But I always, and I'm, <laughs> it's funny, I'll urge other people, to be like, hey, see if he makes love to your mind, or she makes love to your mind. What do their future look like? What are their finances like? Do they have chaos in their life? What's going on in their world? You know, can you sit down and have a conversation? Can you sit down and see yourself spending time with this person beyond the fact that you're thinking about them sexually? Sex should be the very last thing. It should be the very last thing. And when growing up, of course, I would hear like, wait till marriage to have sex, blah, blah, blah. But when it's not expounded upon, and you don't understand the dynamics of a relationship, and you are not really sure of what should be first and what should come last and somebody just says to you hey wait to have sex but everything around you you see older couples diving into the guy hitting a woman on the butt or kissing or things of that nature it's like what I see with my eyes is one thing but what you're telling me is something different but you're not elaborating or expounding on all of the things that should take place prior to sex the other thing is in that space of trying to like build that trust in that, that intimacy is we, we don't take time to let our spirits, our bodies be cleansed of the exchange of energies, but Between two people before we go into the next situation, like we get out of one situation and then we jump straight into the next. And then it's like, okay, did you take the time to let your body just heal or did you dive deep into something else that you don't even know whether you genuinely like this person that way or Have y'all had real life conversations? Not just a funny laughter, get to know each other. Oh, what's your favorite color? Oh, what's your favorite foods? Oh, so what do you like to do? Like all those conversations are great, but it's also asking the tough questions, you know? And I'm not saying that do that on the first date. I'm just saying like having those conversations are going to be pivotal to know whether you really want to be with a person doing a mindset check, right? Knowing where they are, what are their viewpoints about life? What if you don't like gender roles in your relationship as a woman, but as a guy, he's like, no, you stay home, cook, clean, take care of the kids. And you have things that you want to do for yourself. Well, what about that? And yeah, gender roles personally aren't for me. We're in this relationship together. I Now, I do believe in the hierarchy. God, man, woman, child. A woman can run a household like nobody business. Do you hear me? Because that is how we are built, how we are structured. We know everything that it takes to run a household. We know where everything is. We know about the kids, the dinner, the likes, the dislikes, the blah, 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 all the things that go into it. However, that does not exclude the man just because he went to work from coming home and taking out the trash or helping with the kids or fixing something around the house. That doesn't exclude him from being a present body in the home. And I don't mean just present because he's physically there, a present as in you're active, as in you are 100 percent a part of the family. Now, I will say when I shut down um, emotionally, I definitely shut down physically. My emotions are tied to my physical. And I don't know if this work goes for other women, but for me, I don't want to engage in anything with another human being if I am not emotionally attached to you. I'm not out here just having sex to be having sex. That is just not it. That's not the business. That's not how I get down. I don't want no parts of that. <laughs> so for me, you know, when I did that, when I shut down emotionally, it definitely, I shut down um, physically. And again, I just wasn't going to exchange energies in any capacity because I didn't want all the things that I had been working on spiritually To be, I don't want to say washed away, but maybe more so like convoluted with junk. Energies that I had been praying to get away from and cleansing my body and my spirit. I just, I didn't want to do it. Now, I do continue to pray for pee. Uh, I continue to pray for us to be able to grow into a space of a friendship, if that ever should come. However, I never felt like um, when we prayed with each other, that the prayers were authentic, right? It was just one of those things where it was like, I pray for me, I pray for him, I pray for us, and when I wanted to pray together, it just felt like it was forced, that it was nothing genuine there, and I still continue to pray for him again, me and us. I want him to be the greatest version of himself as I'm growing to be the greatest version of myself for whoever it is that we um, that we connect with. Having gone through this with P definitely taught me some very valuable lessons of what I don't want in a relationship, but more focusing on what I do want so that I can manifest and pray on the things that I do want versus continuing to ask God or say to God, God, I don't want this in a guy and I don't want that. And God is still waiting for me to say, well, baby, what is it that you do want? Cause I'm telling you, you are telling me everything that you don't want, but what is it that you do want? That lesson is very valuable to me is, is very valuable to me because I don't want to again, walk into a situation without tapping into the emotional, the spiritual, the mental, the financial intimacies first, and then tapping into the physical on the aftermath. I, um, Remember a conversation that I was once having with P. And I was talking about my reputation as his wife. I was looking at the things that he was doing on social media, the people that he was hanging around, the people that he was attaching himself to. And I was thinking about the things that I was praying for, the places that I was trying to navigate to, the things that I was wanting in my life, and just understanding that I was asking for people to come into my life that were in places that I'm trying to reach. For me, there's no point in staying in a place with people who aren't navigating through or going to places. Like you're still kind of doing the same things. And that's not what I want. I want to be in a room with people that I'm trying to get to where they already are. I need that energy, I need that type of drive that type of um, inspiration to make, you know, I look at them and I'm like, okay, I need to go harder. Now, while I was looking at those things, I was like, wait a minute, I cannot have myself associated with this and with that and with this and with that. And again, I feel like he's just stuck in a place because there were certain dreams or aspirations that hadn't been fulfilled from that age that he's trying to do now. And here it is about 20 years later that you're trying to do those. And certain things that he's tapping into is more for late teens, early 20s kind of thing, not late 30s, early 40s. And so I sat down and I had this conversation with him and I verbalized what it was that I was seeing, what it is that I wanted, and what it is that needed to take place for us to grow forward. The biggest situation or the biggest problem in it is because so many people know him, they automatically knew who I was in a sense of that he was married and I was his wife. And it became a problem because when I I would want to do certain things or be invited to certain places. I wouldn't because they didn't want any association with him. And that became another big issue. So now not only can I not trust you to protect our reputation as a whole because of the stuff that you're doing, but now I cannot individually trust you to like protect my reputation for the things that. I am growing and trying to build. I don't post or put anything on social media that's gonna hurt him. I definitely don't post or put anything on social media that's gonna hurt me. So there it is, is I'm protecting him individually. I'm protecting myself, of course, which ultimately I'm protecting us as a whole. And because I didn't trust him in that capacity either, it was like, well, damn, what are we really in this relationship What are we really doing? Is it that we have just spent this last decade together and it's now just a place of comfortability? I don't wanna start over. I don't wanna go through this. Well, scratch that. If I have to start over, I'm just gonna start over. Now to say that I am starting over with a guy, no. But if I have to start my life fresh and not necessarily pick up where I left off, But find that new space of walking into my 40s and take off running. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to allow all of what we went through to be a history that holds me hostage to this situation, knowing 100% that this is not where I want to be. If I have intimacy issues and trust issues with you, then how can I stay in something that clearly is not growing or manifesting anything between us? Like that doesn't even make sense. And I will say like coming to that realization, it hurt like hell. I feel like sometimes in my marriage, I would see things and I would like pray i will be like, God, okay, please reveal all of the things that's happening in my marriage and reveal to me all of the things that could, the blessings I could be receiving if I walk away from this marriage. And boy, when I tell you the things that that I saw that was revealed to me was like, okay, baby, if you don't get out of this and ASAP, you are going to be stuck walking in the same circle. You are like slick insane right now. You keep coming to me asking me to fix him, to change him, to do these things. And I'm showing you that it's not going to work with you, with him. He's going to have to do the work alone. And you're going to have to do the work alone to for both of you to get to where it is that you want to go. Now, personally, I don't go backwards. So I pray that he finds his footing, finds his foundation so that again, whoever he gets into his next relationship with is gonna be beautiful for the both of them because now he knows who he is. He now knows whose he is and he knows how to better stand in a relationship and do the things in a relationship that needs to be done. I have to say... (laughs) That at one point, I thought that P was my best friend, that we was thick as thieves, that we would make it through any and everything. And best friends don't hurt you intentionally with the thought of still doing everything it is that they want to do, knowing that it will affect you. And unfortunately, coming to the realization that he wasn't my best friend, that also hurt like hell. It was like, I thought I married my best friend. Scratch. No, mm-mm, I didn't. And it, it sucked. It, it, it really sucked. I, I didn't understand how I had gotten to this place. Um, I didn't understand how I even managed to allow myself to get this low. And it was super frustrating that I had gotten that low, but I knew that I couldn't see me continuing to spend my time and my days with him. I didn't want to converse with him. I didn't want to do anything between he and I. Um, Again, there were some good days, but it was real short-lived because the reality was I didn't want his energy around me. Um, The energy in the house was horrible. And again, we didn't even communicate. It literally would be like, oh, well, how was your day? Um, I didn't want that anymore. I knew that I deserved more. I felt like he deserved more because I was checked out and I wasn't willing to give anything to him again. I wasn't willing to do anything. I We would ride home in silence because I didn't want to. And then that was another thing. Like when I mentioned, again, financial intimacy and understanding where a person is with their money, how they view money, what their budgeting is like and things of that nature. We shared a car for the majority part of our relationship and for the life of me, for the life of me. I could not understand why we kept going back down to one car and the part is is that i step back and i look at the fact that he wanted a very particular car and was unwilling to do the work to get to that car it was like he just wanted to jump straight into that car and that's not how that worked and so while i'm trying to build us up to a place to have him acquire the car that he wants that wasn't his journey. And so consequently, now my credit is jacked from trying to help him get to that place. And I just was unwilling to I was unwilling to just keep going through that. Now I'm having to clean up my credit. I'm having to disperse and do all of these different things just to get my life back in order while I was trying to keep our lives in order. It's sad, it's frustrating, it's painful to navigate through because every time I have to send out extra money to something that I clearly shouldn't be paying on alone, even though I did it, it was for the benefit of us. And when we had the car, he didn't mind driving it. So, why am I the one paying it back now on my own? That's a topic for another day. That's just, <laughs> that was a little bit of a rant because it just was like, ugh. But, you know, life goes on. And that portion of my life at now is dead in the water. I, you know, the last, I'll say, three weeks prior to filing the divorce, I knew it was no coming back. It was no rebuilding. That it was just over. That who I thought was my best friend, I no longer saw as a friend. Even though I pray for a potential relate a pr- potential friendship, excuse me. I at the moment, I just I couldn't see it. And right now, I I can't see it. You know, I, I see an enemy, because I shared with him everything that I had been through, all my pain, my hurt, and my struggle. And for you to turn around and do about 60% uh, or 75%, honestly, of the very same things that I had already gone through was like a slap in the face. And I can't, I can love my enemy, but I can love my enemy from afar. I don't have to deal with you. I don't have to you know, talk to you. I don't have to connect with you. I don't have to do anything, but I can love you from a distance. And right now that's where I am. I don't have a temperament to continue to deal with a person that full well walked into this knowing that he wasn't ready. I feel like he lied to himself and he lied to me in order to get what he wanted. He got what he wanted. And he didn't hold up his end of the bargain. And that pisses me off. But again, it's dead in the water. Like I can't change what is and I I the only thing I can do is just, you know, go forward. I'm not set up for the BS, especially now that my eyes are open to my value and to everything that I am worth and everything that I deserve. I'm just not open to accepting the BS. Like legitimately, I'm not. I want to be in a space where I can continue to thrive. I want to be in a space where my mind is free, my energy is at the height of my energy level. <laughs> you know, when I wake up, I want to feel like I'm waking up in a positive space and a positive Level that's just like, yes, let's get the day started, get my exercise, get my water intake, pray, meditate, whatever the case may be. That's where I want to wake up. And so far, that's how I've been waking up every single day. It feels so good to be able to get back into Chanel. It's good to get back into my own levels of intimacy with myself because I, for so long, didn't know whether I was coming or going. Y'all, now I'm talking to people who have been there, who have seen my journey, and they're like, you are now glowing. You have a different energy. You have a different, the way you walk is different. The way you talk is different. You look different. You are coming into a space that is so different. It's all of your own. That weight has been lifted. The energies are moving differently, and I I love to hear that because that is what I've always wanted to exude peace happiness light love and now that I'm free from that stress and that headache and that burden I don't I don't move in a way in which is just like (sighs) Okay I'm here compounded stress of doing this fashion show or compounded stress of having to do the podcast or compounded stress of having to do any of the things that I love on top of the stress of being in this situation. And the funny thing is, is that doing the things that I love is never stressful. It was just finding the energy to be able to do the things that made it stressful to do. I love podcasting. I love fashion. I love public speaking. I love being able to tap in and to help people. And that draining energy that was there of broken trust and broken intimacies was just horrible. And it led to major insecurities that I had to deal with. Insecurities that, let me tell y'all something, okay, that on an average day, girl, I do not have okay, I love me all of me. I love my hips, my lips, my thighs, my small boobs. I love my long fingers, long toes, my short hair. I love all of me. And to find myself in that place of insecurities like Oh, my boobs aren't big enough, or my hair isn't long enough, or my eyes aren't this, or my hands are too this, or wait, I wear a size 10 shoe, maybe my foot is too big. Like, I've been me all of my life. So how dare I allow somebody else's antics to come in and steal who I have loved up until this point? And I'm going to continue to love me. All of us are designed so differently and men have eyes, women have bodies, you know, everybody is attracted to something or or, of someone else. And I had to find that in me again. Again, I love me and I'm not going to allow anyone's antics to destroy the love and the security that I have about self. I I didn't want to continue to operate in that space again. And I didn't want to continue to be in a situation that someone would almost do some or continue to do something that was not only breaking my trust, sabotaging our intimacy together at different levels, but was also sabotaging how I felt about myself. And I knew I needed to walk away. You know, and all of these things didn't just come overnight. So let me be very clear about that. It was those things that gradually came. It was those things that took time to evolve. I got tired of being tired. I prayed more. I worked harder on focusing on me, my growth, the intentionality of the things that I wanted to do in my life. And I needed to do it. Scared. I needed to do it so full of fear of, okay, are they going to like the podcast? Are they going to want to listen to this story? I needed to do it this exact way. Not only so that y'all can see that this is real life shit. Like I'm not sitting behind a mic being Miss Perfect or pretending as if I am perfect because I'm not. And not only is this cathartic for me, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna help somebody else to understand like, hey, just because you're in this situation, if you take a step back and look at the relationship from a different perspective, if you don't have trust and intimacy, if y'all can't communicate, if y'all have a lack of love and you're, you feel like you're shadow boxing, you know what you need to do for yourself for your family, for your children, for your sanity. I felt like before I filed a divorce, I felt like I was hanging off the edge of a cliff and I was teetering like, jump, don't jump, jump, don't jump, jump, don't jump. And one day I was praying and I was just like, God, I'm hanging on by a thread. Like I'm at the greatest precipice in my life. If I need to jump, just push me. And as I spread my wings, catch, let the air catch my wings for me to soar. When I tell y'all I got so close to the bottom and just skimming the rocks, I took some bumps and bruises and I'm still taking bumps and bruises and working along the way, like working a full-time job again, doing the podcast, working on my next venture. I, I botched up a project with someone that I ultimately had to go back and apologize for. And, you know, and I refunded the money because I didn't think it was fair to not have been 100% in it. And I had a few things that happened around, like the time that I was working on a project, and I couldn't. I just didn't. I didn't commit a hundred percent, and that's not fair to do that. And so, therefore, you know, I I apologized. I did what was necessary to fix the situation, and you know, continue to move on. All I know, <laughs> in the end. Is that I want high levels of peace, joy, happiness. I want it because that's what my heart desires. I want it because that's what God has put in me to desire. I know now what life looks like with me navigating and the my new journey and traveling the world. I'm looking up more airline tickets, they're like, Hmm, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? How do I see me in this next space? Or, you know, I'm planning out my birthday, I'm doing a 40 day to 40 countdown. Um, I'm learning to trust me again, I'm learning to trust my decisions and, and navigating through life. And again, I'm learning to have intimacy with myself into me I see Uh, ah y'all I can't even begin to explain how great this feels and how overjoyed I am to be in this space and I don't not and and the funny thing is I'm not alone and I'm not lonely at all I think that's another fear that people have especially as women that we don't want to be lonely or we don't want to be alone. But baby, I can go out to eat by myself. I can go to the movies by myself. I can go to the mall by myself. I can sit in the house, honey. Read a book, watch TV by myself. I don't have to be on the phone. I don't have to be with anybody. I can just be. <sighs> the peace that comes with that is so underrated. Oh, it's so underrated. And I can't even begin to tell y'all how much y'all should tap into that. Gonna go get my nails done. Gonna go get my toes done. Going to the spa to just get a massage, which I have booked with a facial. Oh, baby. And who would have thought that all of that would have come from me just tapping into all of the things that I didn't want in my relationship. Or all of the things that was hurting me in my relationship. The trust and the intimacy. Last episode, we talked about communication. And that's another big thing. Like, oh, how all these things just go hand in hand and tie into each other in a relationship. But when I started really breaking them down, and I really started like tapping into, again, what it is that I wanted. And then looking at what I wasn't receiving, oh, baby, no. Uh-uh. That was a no bueno. <laughs> it was a no bueno. It, I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I couldn't even hold on anymore. The funny, and it's a lot of funny things, right, for me. And not funny, like, I, as in I'm cracking up. It's just kind of like funny, ironic, you know. I was thinking that I was going to stay in this marriage forever. This was, again, my best friend. We were rocking and rolling with each other. We were going to be doing some major things, major moves. People kept calling us a power couple. And I was thinking to myself, y'all don't even know the inside. Y'all see the outside, the smiles, the laughter, the joking, but y'all don't see the inner workings of the crying, the pain, the frustration, the anger, the constant intense fellowship that is happening. The kids, the, the bills, the, the piss poor dynamic, like, well, stop looking at relationships on the outside and being like, oh, I want that. Like you want what you see, but know the inner workings before you say, I want that. Because what you were seeing, I paid the price for. What you were seeing were fake smiles and fake facades just to put up a show so nobody would be asking what's wrong. Putting on makeup to cover the heaviness on my face, which still doesn't work, okay? It, it just simply, it does not work. I didn't, again, I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to be eventually be in a situation where I am with someone that I trust I am with someone that not only I can sit down and have the tough conversations with and our intimacies are in alignment and that we can mentally make love to each other and the conversations are super stimulating and in our financial intimacy is in complete alignment and our spiritual is like right there like we don't have to be bible thumpers at each other but that we are spiritually in alignment. That mental, emotional, and spiritual, and I, again, I'm realizing financial intimacy. Oh, baby, when you got that, you doing something great. And and at some point, I want to like tap back into this because I do want to have a guest on again that can talk to these different intimacies and not just from my perspective of what I dealt with in my relationship, but also give us some tools and tips and tricks and things of that nature to help navigate some of those questions that maybe we need to ask in regards to intimacy. Also, um, towards like, um, towards the end of the situation, we had gotten to a place where um, people started noticing, right, that there was a a shift because I would be less likely to go where he was going or I had stopped inviting him. And so then people started messaging me like, hey, is everything okay? You know, um, it was it It was weird because at first people would always see us together, and and I just simply i stopped i gave up, I just didn't want to be in that space because again, I didn't even wanna be with him um it it just yeah, the dynamic was just so weird i I really didn't uh, I tried. <laughs> I did. I tried and I didn't know how to navigate through it anymore. You know, I um, I wanted to be in a space where I could be vulnerable with someone, I wanted to be in a space that when I came home, that if I had a rough day, the person that I'm with is going to be able to hold me and just let me sit until I'm ready to talk about it but not hound me at what's wrong or what happened or you know that I'm in an environment that when I walk in the stillness and the peace in the house is so intoxicating that it automatically washes away the day that I had and that I can just you know what it's whatever I don't even need to deal with this any longer. You know, I I think the biggest thing is honoring the other person that you're in a relationship with. Honoring them the way that you want to be honored. Loving them the way that you want to love them or that you want to be loved. Respecting them in a way that you want to be respected. And when your actions don't match up with that, it can become discouraging. Because when you're putting out that and you're not receiving it, it's the relationship is not reciprocal. It does hurt. But I feel like if both parties understand, again, to love, honor, and respect, and cherish the person that you're with the same way that you want done to you understanding their love languages, understanding that communication, trust, and intimacy are at the foundational core of a relationship. You know, stop walking through relationships with a skewed point of view or broken sunglasses. Heal from all of your previous dramatics that way, when you're walking into something beautiful and new, you're walking into it with a fresh set of lenses. You're walking into it with an open heart, a healed heart, a healed spirit, a clear mind of knowing exactly what you want in that space and place with people. Be Being able, again, to be vulnerable with someone at any given moment in time, to be able to thrive with them in that relationship, in that space, especially if there's kids involved, your kids learn how to treat other people based on what they see in their home. And then as they navigate through life, they'll be able to navigate with their foundational pieces because you have a relationship too with your children. And if your child, if the relationship with your children is also reflective upon the stress and the relationship that you have with your significant other or whoever it is that you're in a relationship with, know that that's how your children is going to navigate too. Remember that your thoughts of the person, of yourself, trickles down to your heart and it eventually comes out of your mouth and it reflects in your actions. And my dad used to share that with me all the time. And when I really sat down and sat in my own crap, I realized because I was so hurt and I abhorred so many things that he had done and I felt like I was put in a position where I didn't have a choice but to come out the corner swinging and fighting back. It was me now retaliating and lashing out through my words and through my actions. And at the end of the day, it just was, to- it was toxic. It was not a, a thing of a beautiful space. Um, I would literally have a lot of word vomit, just whatever I thought just came out, whatever was in my heart. It was almost like larceny was in my heart because anytime he made me mad, anytime my feelings were hurt, anytime that anything I felt like was done wrong to me, uh, it just became instant verbal word vomit, (laughs) horrible. And that's not the way that I wanted to live again. I, I just got to a place, you know, that certain things were like better left unsaid, but the problem then became, I was internalizing the feelings and I was becoming those feelings versus dealing with the feelings and recognizing that's just what I felt, but not who I am. I'm not angry I feel pissed off. I feel the hurt, but I, I couldn't continue to internalize those emotions and those feelings because then that was the energy that I was carrying consistently. And I'm saying like, if that's not the energy that I want, then how can I continue to, you know, like carry that energy around? And I couldn't also was draining to like carry that energy around and it was toxic to the kids. It doesn't allow you to, you know, even be able to clearly be in a mental space of navigating through anything. Like it it doesn't. Um Yeah. It's it's tough navigating through relationships and then it's even tougher when you're navigating through a divorce because people are in their emotions. They are at the height of their emotions. Now they wanna start dragging you down and beating you down and doing all of these different things. And I simply you know what? (laughs) I at this point I shut all of that out. I was like, what I'm not gonna do is at this point deal with the antics or deal with any of the foolishness that is going to you know child, I'm just not Um, I'm just not, I'm just not, you know, if I didn't, it's like, if I don't trust you, why am I still here? If I don't have any intimacy with you, what are we doing? If I'm talking to you as if you're shit on the bottom of my shoe, what are we really doing? Why are we still in this? Again, is it because of comfortability? Again, is it because... Like, why? Why are we doing this? I just did one to, y'all. I didn't. And even while I'm talking to y'all now, I am just like... I can't even believe I stayed in it as long as I did. I... Yeah, some piece of or some words of wisdom that I've learned along this journey is getting around people who have successful marriages and have successful relationships that can attest to the work and what they did to navigate through. And this is for men and women both. Sometimes men are around their friends and not really around other older men that can feed and pour into them. And women, we, you know, of course, connect with our good, good girlfriends. And we telling them what's going on. And looking for them to be, the, be our comforter. And give us advice on what to do and things of that nature. But sometimes, just sometimes, that's not the right people to go to. You know, if you go to church talk to your pastor. If you have a therapist, talk to your therapist. Sometimes you need those outside sources in a sense of professionals that can give you the proper tools and the proper uh, words to navigate through situations because baby, this definitely, you know, is, is not the way to do it, or at least not the way that I was doing it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I tend to know that we as women and guys go to our friends looking for them to, um, give us again, that information that we are needing or wanting or looking for. And I found that connecting with some older women, older women who got good sense about themselves is the the best way to do it. You know, I, I, I love my girls. I love my girls. But my girls, their loyalty is to me. And they're going to be like, girl, you don't need that foolishness. You don't need that shit in your life. And so, of course, then what am I going to do? I'm going to hang on to their words. I don't need that shit in my life. I don't need to be doing this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. So it was good that I navigated it the way that I did. I really didn't share much with my friends or my family about what was going on unless I was really in like a a space of, like, okay, I'm going to spaz out if I don't talk to somebody. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was really beautiful the way that I did it. I needed to do it that way, and I think that if I had did it any other way, the situation would have been far worse than what it had been, um it would have been definitely more damaging than it is. Um We both have separated, you know, with the understanding that, you know, this is the forward movement. This is the trajectory in which this situation is going ultimately divorce. And we got to just navigate from there. Um We do still co-parent because I do still get to see my bonus daughter um, I will fight any and everybody to be able to be with her and to see her I've been with her since she was just about two and there's no way that I'm gonna let her just be taken out of my life simply because I'm not in a marriage with her father anymore so we do have to co-parent but very minimal communication and I try to keep it that way so that there's no lines crossed or anything being blurred while I continue to work on me and he continues to work on him. I am a work in progress. And one thing that I promised myself is that I would never lie about who I am and what I do in order for me to love all of me. I have to love all of the scars, any of the marks, any of the anything that comes with me long hair short hair big lips little lips long fingers short fingers whatever it is that is about me I have to love it and I hope that in everything that I said that you have learned a little something from my situation and also have a have taken away that intimacy of mental emotional spiritual and financial needs to be tapped into before you tap into the physical. The physical will blind you to all the other things that are wrong or the red flags, because you're so now intertwined with the in the exchange of energies and those red flags are right there in your face, but because you're so attached to the physical, you will overlook them. Please walk into your next situation, knowing what it is that you want, not willing to settle, understanding your value. And this is not just as a woman, this is a man or a woman, knowing what you offer, knowing that you have built a table for yourself and that you two are now finding a way to bring your tables together to become one. If marriage is that or just a forever commitment, know that trust is, again, just as important as the intimacy. And trust does tie into the intimacy. But if you can't see All of the other four, because you're tied into the physical, the pain is going to come on the back end and you got to own that part because you fail to hold to your guns, hold to your values, hold to, you know, what you are worth receiving so that on the back end, you can have a beautiful situation. It's always... A continuous honor to talk to y'all, to share my story with y'all, to just give you some food for thought. It's always so good to be able to, again, share my story because it's helping me as much as I hope that it is going to help you. So I also want to say officially in March, my clubhouse will be launched um, every Friday, 9 p.m., Central Standard Time, we will dive into the podcast from, you know, the night before, Thursday nights at 8pm, we will dive into it. And that's also Central Standard Time. And then that way, people can come in and comment and ask questions and things of that nature. I really want to have this as an open dialogue and you all not just Um, listening to the things that I'm saying and that we can converse and come together to have a conversation and a meeting of the minds. But continue to bear with me on on the clubhouse portion of it so that I can get it just the way that I really want it and so that I can continue to promote it in different ways. If you're not already following me on social media, please go and do so. You can follow me on Provoke Change on Instagram. And you can follow me on Style to Swank LLC. So that's S-T-Y-L-E, the number two, S-W-A-N-K-L-L-C. That's my personal and my business page. As always, thank you so much for listening and allowing me to continue to share my journey with you. Again, I hope the things that I say are giving you some Uh, food for thought and know that I'm saying all of the things that I'm saying in love. There is no hostility. There is no, you know, um, anguish or anything. It literally all is coming from a place of love. If there is any topic that you would like um, for me to touch base on, please email me at provokechange two four seven at gmail.com that's provoke p-r-o-v-o-k-e change c-h-a-n-g-e 247 at gmail.com I would love to put together a topic um that is of your suggestion based on maybe some things that I have navigated through in this relationship that I'll be talking about over the next um few episodes just to use it as a tool um, for you to understand how I navigated through it. And you can take some bits and pieces of what I did, if it fits, if it fits to navigate through your situation. Um, Thank you again for allowing me to unpack my crap. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay blessed. And stay prayed up.